welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 19. If you counted all of them, that's 169 episodes. And I'm back, and I'm Craig. I'm Britt, and we're glad to have Craig back, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank we're you. into Week 10, Craig. Let's just jump right <laughs> in. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking a beer given to me by you. Oh? This is... Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year by Anchor. Oh, Brewings, this is this is a fabulous beer. This is my wife's favorite beer. Every year, I am tasked with finding it somewhere. This is her holiday ale. This is her holiday ale. Um, yes, and and I we found it very easily this year. And I said to her, so here's what she does: she buys a six mm. pack, she drinks one, and this is her favorite beer, mind you. She drinks mm. one, she puts five into the fridge. I will drink three okay. of the other beers. So that leaves okay. two. She'll have yep. one on Christmas Eve. Then she will take the last one and put it in the very bottom of our beer drawer. And the next <laughs> year, we'll pull it out and go, this ages really well, and open a year-old bottle of this beer. And yet, it does and it does age damn well. It's it's the malt. It's got to be. It is. But I mean, I just like, I'm like, this is your this is your professed favorite beer on earth. And you drink two of them during the season it's out. I bought a case of Holiday Ale. A case. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, wait a minute. If this is your favorite beer, she goes, I I I just like it all the time. But you don't get it all the time. Yeah, you only get it one month out of the year. It's available from Halloween until Christmas, and that's if the supply train doesn't dry up. (laughs) So anyway, all right, so go ahead and open this this year. um, This year it doesn't feel as spiced. It's more malt. I've, I've, which one, holiday or the Happy New Year? The Happy New Year. See, I haven't tried the Merry Christmas, Happy New Year yet. She, she still hasn't opened hers. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm dealing with a little bit of a cold. So, and I just forgot, I have a mute button. I don't need to cough into the mic. All right, I, I got to remember to do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we haven't, we haven't opened it yet. So, um, yeah. So it, it's, have you tried the holiday ale that yet this year from uh, Two Roads? I did. It's good. It's also different. Is it lighter in your estimation as well? Yes, it's lighter. Almost the same kind of thing as this. It's lighter. It's not as spiced. Actually, it's not as malty as I remember. Yeah, this one. That's what that's what Christy said too. It's not as spicy. It's not as malty. Because I'm feeling a little under the weather, and I want to make our listeners very comfortable. I do not have any traditional COVID symptoms. I do not have a fever. I am breathing fine. This is the time of year where I usually get some sort of cold. I'm just congested and tired. But, yes, I and and Christy is watching me like a hawk. Oh, yeah, testing is way up because everyone who has a cold now thinks it's coronavirus. So yeah. everyone's getting te- – which, I mean, getting tested isn't a bad thing anyway, but, you know. Right. So I, I'm not drinking tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Craig will, Craig will do the drinking for both of us, and uh, it'll be fabulous, I'm sure. So – all right, let's move on. Breaking hot takes. <laughs> hot takes. Jeez, I'm not even on medicine or drinking. I We've only done 160-plus episodes of this podcast. You would think I would know the damn name of my own segment by now. I even forgot to put in the sound effect there. I hope Craig puts it in later. Anyway, I'm already well, – I'm not even drinking, and I'm off the rails. Burning hot takes. Craig, you were off last week. You get the choice. Do you yep. wish to give or receive? I will – Um give all right what do you got for me so my first question is news out of tampa bay yeah is that 
the coaching staff is not worried about Mike Evans' lack of targets. Now, here's the question. Mm -hmm. Should they be? No. Because it's Mike Evans. Mike Evans should be worried about his lack of targets. And Mike Evans, for the first time in Mike Evans' career, they have a quarterback there who is comfortable with saying to him, if you want more targets, you need to get open more often. No one has ever been able to say that to him before. Jameis couldn't say it. Fitzmagic couldn't say it. Who else has been there? God damn, I feel like it's a revolving door uh, in Tampa. Mumbly Joe. Somebody yeah, was there. Yeah, somebody else was there. <laughs> Random guy. Um, for the first time, he has that. And that's – I have questioned Mike Evans' work ethic and and desire multiple times in the last couple of years. For the first time ever, he's got a, a quarterback. They'll sit there, and if he dares complain about his target share – the response will be, if you want more targets, get more open. So the coaches shouldn't be worried. Mike Evans should be worried. Mike Evans should mm. be sitting there saying, what do I need to do differently? Because this guy throwing me a ball is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm probably going to have to pay for a ticket to the dinner. So <laughs> what are your thoughts? Do you, well, I'm wondering how much or it's he's going, how much AB is going to affect like Mike Evans' you know, share of passes, especially since know. Brady's the one that, you know, got um, AB to Tampa. And I think that's part of the wake-up call that Mike Evans needs to see is you have Chris Godwin and you have Rob Gronkowski, whose target share is growing, by the way, as Evans is shrinking. Because don't forget, Evans started off pretty good to the first couple weeks of the year. I think three of the first four or two of the first three, he had really high target days. But since then, it's been going downhill. He's got to ask himself what changed. And what changed is Brady realizes you don't play as hard as he expects you to. But look who's standing there at the end of the line is Rob Gronkowski, and he does play hard. So he's going to get more targets even though he's a 1,000 years old and viable to break in half at any given moment because that's what Brady <laughs> looks for. Julian Edelman wasn't Brady's favorite target because he had the best pair of hands on the field. He got open. He timed his breaks Brady knew if he was going to cut at a certain time, he could rely on him being where he put the ball. That's right. what matters to Tom Brady because that's what gets Tom Brady's stats. That's what gets Tom Brady's wins. That's what's gotten Tom Brady's Super Bowl rings. At the end of the day, Tom Brady is about Tom Brady. He is the Jerry <laughs> Jones in a uniform. So he doesn't get – if Mike Evans has a problem, he'll hand him a towel and go cry into this and let me know when you're ready to improve. That's it. That's, that's my take that. on it. No, I can definitely see that because Brady, you know, as for as much as we mock him at times, he's never had issues going up to guys and just screaming at them if he doesn't think they're, you know, Hell, playing these, at 100%. Before they really realize that not having fans in the stands allows you to hear everything players say, I've heard, I heard a lot of what Tom Brady said in the first or second game of the year on the field, and it wasn't polite. That was rated R. <laughs> yes, I, we're an explicit podcast, and I still won't repeat what I heard. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, question for you. Yeah. We're a little more than halfway through the season. Mm. I've reached the point where in fantasy, particularly in daily, there are a couple people I am just done with. I don't want to use them. I don't want to hear their name. Most famously in 2019, that man's name was Mike Williams. Every time the metric would be like, you should use Mike Williams in the lineup. Like, no, not going to do it. It's 
one target, no catches, no yards every time. And then the week after, he'd have eight for 14, eight, target, eight, eight catches on 14 targets for 110 yards. Nope, not going to do it. Who is on your list this year of the nope, I don't care if he's a dollar, I'm not using him in DFS? Uh, for me this year, because I had him have him in season long, for me, I'm at the point at that point with Will Fuller. I'm just, oh God, yeah. And he I am hurt. over. I am over Will Fuller. He is the number one receiver on his team, yes. and I'm I'm just over it. And he's priced that way. He's priced that way. Yes. Where is his numbers this week? Hold on, I'm going to that page. Give me a second. He's not high on the list because he's still Will Fuller. He's 6700 He's more expensive than Adam Thielen. Yeah, no. He's more expensive than Tyler Boyd. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is just insane. So, okay, so my I have two. Okay. I have two, and this is inspired because the, the metric has been telling me to use one for, like, the last month. The first one is Darnell Mooney. Chicago has a lot of potential there. They have no quarterback. I am tired of hearing about how good Darnell Mooney's going to be. They're only completing passes to Allen Robinson. That's it. At times. Yes, and that's periodic at best. <laughs> so he is like number one on my no. I don't want to hear his name. I don't want to see his face on my list. But the other one I have, this is a guy I was big on in the preseason. Big, big, big. Deontay Johnson. Oh. For the love of cheese, will Deontay Johnson please figure out if he wants to be an NFL wide receiver because he's becoming a modern-day Mike Evans. 18 points, 3 points. 15 points, 13 points. 4, 1, 0, 22. <laughs> I'm not here to play bingo. I am here to score points and win money. <laughs> and Deontay Johnson, every time I use him in a lineup, be it season-long or DFS, he's this when he decides he's going to have a shit game. So I am done with those two. So... You notice it's always wide outs. Yeah, it I, is. I, I, I'm never I'm never this angry with quarterbacks and running backs. I wonder why that is. But the, yeah. oh, Though, you know, D- David Johnson's hurt again. So Well, see that 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 brings that brings up that's gonna come up. We might as well discuss this now. I have sure. altered the way the metric works this year, uh, this week, actually. This year mm-hmm. we added um input from additional pro sources, sources that are available on the internet. Um it's still my ratings. But I take in advice from a number of different places. Yeah. I, I, I increased another site into what I read before I go and make my own predictions. And again, I'm not I, I don't want I want to be clear on this. I'm not plagiarizing anybody. I'm not stealing anybody's predictions and going, it's oh reference. You know, Joe Schmo said this guy's gonna score thirty one points. I'm putting thirty one points. No. I have an idea. This quarterback's gonna score maybe twenty two, twenty three points. What is everybody else saying? Is how I go with it. Because I'm not that I'm not a pro at this point. So one of the sites has been kind of been on, on the fringe of me like saying, I don't know if I want to even read their stuff anymore. Today I logged in, and they have David Johnson pegged for 10 points. And I'm like, the dude um, thinks he's Batman. He hasn't been cleared to return to practice yet. No, he hasn't. It's Wednesday. He's not practicing. If they don't, if they don't clear him tomorrow morning, he's out. Now, at the same time, they've got Duke Johnson for 16 points. There is no way the running backs are going to combine for 26 points. Was it Cleveland they're playing? Cleveland is a mid-range yeah. running defense. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But there is no way that they're going to platoon those two guys. Number one, if they're going to platoon those two guys, David Johnson's going to have the higher number, not Duke Johnson. Right. So that's number one. 
Number two, there is no reason they're going to platoon here. There's no if they, if they're if, if they're, they would never platoon. If Johnson's healthy, Johnson's the guy, and he's clearly not healthy. So I finally made the decision today. I was like, that's it. We're done with it. I'm done reading this. I literally closed it in the middle of reading their 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 projections and and their their rationale. Doesn't you you have people who are injured that are slated to get points, and that's probably because the, their approach. No, no. So I simplify with. On the plus side, I saved a lot of time getting the metric done because I oh, only had to read go. half as much of the stuff that I usually read before I make my predictions. But you know, so so they were, so yeah, I, I, David Johnson. Not shocked he has a concussion. Not shocked he's injured. He's had a somewhat decent comeback season. He's been better this year than I think a lot of people expected him to be. I'll give him credit. I have him in a couple season longs because he was a stash in hope, and he's paid off. But you know, let the guy heal. Let the guy heal. So, all right. Do you have a third question for me? Um, I do. Fairly, a fairly quick one. Sure. Uh, this has to do with one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Okay. And this man was actually on the Madden cover. Okay. Just, uh, past season. Uh, you know, current Madden cover. Uh, that man is Lamar Jackson. Not so a name you've heard a lot. What is, here's the thing about Lamar. Yeah. Do you think it's gotten to the point with defenses that Lamar isn't that scary to face anymore? Because it seems like they're winning. I mean, they've won. What are they? Six and six and two. Six and so two. So they're winning. They're still good. They're very good. But I feel like I feel like Lamar's flash from last season is is gone because defenses are they're able to read what he's going to do now. Here, here's here's what I perceive it to be, and this is just my observation of it. Who is it that knocked him out of the playoffs last year? Was it the Titans? Yeah, I think it was the Titans. That game they lost, that first game, exposed something that was then taken advantage of, and that is Lamar Jackson doesn't know how to play from behind. He has it in his head that he has to carry his team, and he had every drive when they're behind is a crucial drive. When you do that and you think you need to make things happen, then it, that's when mistakes happen. We've seen that mm-hmm. a little bit this year with Patrick Mahomes, too. There's been a couple of times where the Chiefs have been down, like this week against Carolina. He made a couple of mistakes, and I was just like, oh, hey, here we go. He's just he's, He feels like he can't he, – he, he needs to play from ahead. Lamar Jackson is that amplified, and we saw that with the Titans. So then Baltimore has the offseason. They come back, and they open – did they open against the Chiefs? I believe they did. Was that game one or game two? The Ravens-Chiefs uh, game. I think it might have been week one. Um they come back, and they step on the field with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs get ahead. And what does Lamar do? He tries to put the team on his back, tries to do it all by himself, and boom, they lose. He doesn't know how to play from behind. He puts too much on himself, and he tries to carry the team. He wants every win to be about his performance, and that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Yeah, because, you know, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, that's a lot of football time. Yeah, it is. So, unbelievable. Yeah, no, that I think that makes total sense. And I don't, I feel like the Ravens' offensive coordinator isn't changing enough to like help him. I don't know. I don't want to say calm down, but help him like control that urge that he has to do everything on every play. Right. You know what? Because if it's if it is ten minutes left in the fourth quarter and they're down by a touchdown, you know what? If they have to punt, then then punt. 
Yes, you, know? you have to have faith in the guys around you to get it done. And I don't feel like Lamar has that. That's just my impression. He doesn't have that. We see every time, every time, the last couple times they've lost, they've gotten behind. They haven't been able to come back. I look at the Chiefs. Like I said, I, I didn't think that Mahomes played particularly well this past Sunday, but he brought them back. He's got this poise. He really honestly believes it does not make a difference where the ball is on the field. He has faith in the people around him and his coaching staff that every time he takes a ball on, from under center, they're going to gain yardage. That's that's what he's got in his head. It's not, I have to score a touchdown. I have to move the ball. And right. that's that, that different kind of thought. And and not and when I say I have to move the ball, it's a we we have we have to move the ball. He's not putting that solely on himself. It's not just him who is responsible for this. He's got all the guys around him, and he knows they're going to take responsibility for their jobs. I don't feel exactly. like Lamar has that. So, hey, but you know what? You know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for America's favorite game, and that didn't work. There we go. All right, some music on my end. Sorry about that. I'm still <laughs> figuring out this software. So here we go. Last week, Sean failed to succeed in America's Favorite Game. So Cinch is still, probably with his minimum exposure, still the best player of all time in America's Favorite Game. So He is, percentage-wise. And, and, and Sean had a chance last week to show you up, and he blew it. He did not. Yes. Nope, he failed to Lucky finish. For me. I think I've, I've only won, like, what, once or twice this year, maybe? I, I, have you even won this year? I think, at least, I think I did once. I think I cleared the board... Probably week one or two. Early on. Early. early on. It was early. Okay, well, I got five games. I got five okay. games with an over of 50, at least 50 here in week 10. Is this week 10? I think it's week 10. Yes. Scary, know. right? Time is time is meaningless. So, <laughs> all right. Tell me one of the five games that has at least an over-under of 50 points and therefore worthy of fantasy football attention. Ooh. All right. You know, let's go with Thursday's game of Colts-Titans. Colts at Titans. That is... Oh, sound effect fail again. There we go. There's the buzzer. Uh, that's incorrect. 48 and a oh, half. That's strike damn. one. Strike one. I have Close. to remember when I fade these out manually, I have to fade the volume back in. Because <laughs> I'm hitting the button and nothing's coming out. I'm learning, guys. This is Craig's department, hey. and I'm learning. So, it's all right. right, man. It's okay. So you got strike one. What yeah. else you got for me? Strike one. Let's go. Do do. Let's go. Bucks Panthers. Bucks Panthers. Got to find you on my list. Where are you? They're Sunday at one. Oh, there they are. And you know what? That is absolutely correct. That's a fifty and a half. That one just Ooh. sneaks in there. So that's Barely. the first one. You got one right. You got two strikes remaining and four answers on the board. All right. Let's go. Bills Cardinals. Bills Cardinals. That is correct. Fifty six and a half. That That's is the top one. line wow. of the week. These teams are a combined twelve and five. And Kyler Murray is just so exciting to watch. I feel like I feel like they're a year away from being really freaking good. Like really good. I think they are. So all right, so there's uh there's there's two correct. What do you okay. got for me? Three left, three uh, left. Next, let's go do do let's go Seahawks Rams. Seahawks, Rams, and oh, I've got to give you a pass on that one. That one I do not have a line on. The line was withdrawn, okay. so that's a pass. Right, all right. I didn't even notice all that right. before we started recording. Otherwise, I would have warned you. Okay. Oh, fair, fair disclosure, Washington Lions yeah. is also without a line. Okay. Let's go San Fran Saints. 
San Francisco and the Saints. Incorrect. That is a 49. 49, and that is strike two. He's got one more. He's got, what, three answers left on the board? Yep. Come on, Craig. Um, man, I don't want to pick this game, but I think it will be because it's just, I don't know. I'm looking Texans, at Browns. That is exactly what I thought you were going to say. That is correct. <laughs> that is a 51. Um, yeah, these teams are combined seven and nine, and neither one has a defense. So there's, there's your answer, really. <laughs> the only thing they can do is stop the run. Both, to, and, and that's, that's, that's a coin flip sometimes. So who knows? And they both have really good running games. So I think this is going to end up being a high scoring affair. All right, so you got the Texans-Browns right. game, right? You got Bucks panthers yep. and you got Bills-Cardinals. Yep. There's two answers left on the board. You have one strike left. All right, let's go with my personal game of the week, the okay. Bengals-Steelers. Bengals versus Steelers is a 45 and a half. Mm. That is incorrect, Damn. and that is game over for poor Craig. Oh, sorry. Okay, so the ones you missed. Yeah. Jaguars-Packers is a 51. Don't ask me why. I don't. I, I can't explain the, that. I mean, uh, and Broncos Raiders is a fifty-one. That's a that's a game with no defense. That's that's the honest to god answer there. That's a game with no defense. Raiders Broncos. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's it. And that the Raiders true. need that game because they need to keep pace with the Chiefs while the Chiefs are off, and that would bring them to six and three. Um, and the Chiefs are, I believe, seven and two. So yeah. So there you go, Craig's. Uh, Craig unfortunately does not win America's favorite game tonight. Damn it. Sorry, blame dude. Cinch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can blame Cinch if you want for that. So, all right, let's transition over into the metric. How was your week uh, nine DFS while you were off? Um, So I broke my rule again like I did Uh-oh. the week before. Uh-oh. Yep. You know what? You're like, yeah, I'm drinking a beer. I'm watching football. It's the second quarter of the one o'clock games. Let me open up. Let me open a four o'clock lineup. Yeah. And then, you know, let me see how I'm doing on these games. And holy crap, I'm making four times as much as what I put in. Nope. And you're like, wow, that looks good. Let me not look at this for the rest of the day. And then you open it up at like eight o'clock at night. You're like, hey, I broke even. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've had a, I, I, I lately have been all of my, if I'm not winning by halftime of the one o'clock game, I'm not winning that week. I'm just that's just the way the way my luck has gone. This and this was, this past week was that one was the kind of week where you make three lineups. Yeah. And if you used the first one you made in everything, you, you would have you cashed, cashed everywhere. everywhere. Yep. Yeah, that was that was this week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I made the mistake of listening to people, um, some experts who told me I should quote use. Unquote. Yeah, I should use Darnell Mooney. Um, again, that's why part of the reason I'm dead with him. Somebody told me, was it Jordan Wilkins? Like, if anyone's going to break out this game, it's going to be Jordan Wilkins. I'm like, that is a huge value play. I could use Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, he had, like, three points. He made, like, how did, actually, how did Lockett do? Oh, okay, so that was the other thing. So I heard an expert. Again, all these people remain nameless because I don't want to blow people up, but I want people Quote to be unquote. aware. Yeah. You don't trust everything you hear from the people who call themselves experts. You shouldn't trust everything we tell you. You should take the information you get. And you should then apply it to what you work on and come up to your own conclusion. So just yeah. be, if I sit here and say Craig is going to have the greatest game of his life, you should not just automatically run and put Craig in the lineup. You should stop and look at the situation. Am I reading it the proper way? And if you agree and you see potential there, then use them. But always go with your own judgment. We are not here to replace your judgment. We are here to give you ideas for you to make your own judgment on. Exactly. Um, 
So I'm listening to Sirius XM Radio last Sunday, and I hear an analyst read off the slot receiver performance. Who did Seattle play last week? I'm drawing a blank. The Bills. The Bills. Against the Bills. And he's going week by week, and he's reading the guy who played in the slot the week they played the uh, played the Raiders was Hunter Renfro. Here's what he did. The week they played the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't use a slot receiver because of the way their offense works. So we're not going to count the Chiefs. And he just went team by team. Every single person he read had a minimum of 80 yards, and most of them had a touchdown or two. So he's like, Tyler Lockett is playing out of the slot. This is a Tyler Lockett game. Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett. Fade DK Metcalf. So I said to myself, you know, that that's kind of interesting because Lockett's now cheaper than Metcalf. I mm. wonder if maybe I should use Lockett. So I did. I went into lineups that I had already established, and I took out DJ uh. Met- DK Metcalf, and I put in Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf had another big game. Tyler Lockett did not. Tyler Lockett stunk up the joint. <laughs> I think he got like five points, and Metcalf walked away with like 16 or 17. Neither one of them, I mean, it's not like Metcalf was so expensive he didn't make the 3X. Yeah. But those 12 points would have put me over the pay line. And the extra. And that's all that matters. And the $200 I saved by switching from Metcalf to Lockett, I didn't end up reinvesting anywhere else. So it was $200 mm. sitting on my salary bench. I could have done it. And I'm just, I was very annoyed with myself. So just a reminder. <laughs> yeah, don't, you know what? Unless there's an injury, I think you just have to, and I, you know, I, I do this myself. I change lineups, but you just have to go with your gut unless there's like an injury or, you know, something like that. But yeah. Take it, there's an old Walt Whitman quote, which I'm going to absolutely butcher here, which is <laughs> absorb knowledge from everywhere and disregard what offends the soul. It's along that line. Do that in fantasy football. Take in information and dis- discard what offends the soul. If my information doesn't sound good to you, don't use it. Don't use it. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to use Will Fuller, go ahead. Go ahead and use Will Fuller. You've been warned. And maybe <laughs> we're wrong. Maybe Will Fuller doesn't hit his head coming out of the tunnel and, and think he's Batman and plays a full game. We don't like Will Fuller because he never stays healthy. He's actually been relatively healthy this year compared to last year's, but mm-hmm. no, no. I, I mean, that's, that's those, those guys that you just like. No, I'm not. I'm not going to use him. David Johnson historically is going to be one, has been one of those guys for us this year. I've kind of softened on him a little bit because he's done a little bit better, but historically we've been down on David Johnson. This year we were way down on Zeke, way yeah, down on Zeke. Look what happened. How? I mean, I even looked lately. Where is he ranked in? Like, oh man, I I would have to look that up. I'll pull it up while we're talking. But hold on a second, I got to turn away from the mic for te- the keyboard. Uh oh. I've, I've got a fancy, uh, got a rather elaborate setup going on on the same phone. <laughs> I've got two computers, the monocaster. It's it's kind of crazy. All right, let me see. <laughs> uh, I need to see fantasy stats though, right? Yes. Okay. So so again, guys, just just keep that in mind. Always always at the end of the day, follow your gut. Don't you know? Exactly. Listen to the information. Make decisions for yourself. Because okay. here's here's the other thing too. Those those um, sites that you have to pay for, like you know, a lot of money every season. Yeah, I'm starting to think that they're telling you to use people that they're not probably going to use. I I think sometimes that can be true. Sometimes, because well, I mean, if you're getting advice from the guys that play in like, you know, the five hundred dollar a game tournament. Yeah. 
like those guys are probably going to tell you somebody they would might use, mm-hmm. but they're not going to. Probably. Are they? Those are guys who play so many different lineups. Those are the guys who put twenty lineups into the average tournament. So when they sit there and go, I'm going to use them once or twice. Okay, that's that's still like that's less than ten percent of their lineups. Right. <laughs> Just remember that if somebody if somebody says I'll put him into a lineup and see what happens, there's a likelihood that is less than a five percent usage right there on that person's that's a, part. One lineup out of twenty in a tournament with like you know two hundred thousand people. Right. Now, Zeke, okay, so I'm looking at the CBS, I'm looking at our league in CBS. Zeke is ranked number five, number five, number five. But he has, that's impressive. He has, he, this is his off week, so people are going to catch him and pass him. He's had a total of 138. He's averaging 15.33 fantasy points per game. Now, we have an aggressive system. Running backs get, get a lot of love in our system. But, you know, just for example, guys who are ranked below him but have a better, you know, if I do it by, can I sort here by, Average score? Let me see if I can get by average. Let me see. There's a score. game, no, or game log, maybe. No, no, but I can rescore. I can reset the entire league to show me only by average, by average points per game. He plummets. Oh, okay. He plummets that way. One, two, three, four, five, six, twelve, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He's twelfth. Wow, I, that was a guess. <laughs> He's twelfth. Uh, Raheem Mostert has a better fantasy points per game than he does. Joe Mixon, hmm. who had a very slow start, has a v- better. James Robinson, who God bless the guy, I didn't see him coming, has a better better game than he does. Christian McCaffrey is averaging better, but and he missed games. The only reason so that's the reason you had to go by the average performance is because if you don't play in a game, like Christian McCaffrey is having a better year, but he's been hurt. So you know, yeah. if you're going just by straight points, he's behind or he's right ahead of uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's in the sixth. Oh hole. wow. Todd Gurley's got 134 fantasy points this year. That's more than that's more than Clyde Edward Hilaire. That's more than Ceh. Got 129 points. So, hmm. you know, but they're both on bye this week. They're going to get passed. So Aaron Jones has 123 fantasy points so far this year. If he scores more than 15 points, he passes Zeke. James Conner needs 16 points to pass Zeke. Josh Jacobs, 17 points. All these guys. Oh, well, that's very doable. All these guys are very doable. Mike Davis is a little further down. He's about 22 points, and he might get points this week because I don't know what Christian McCaffrey's status is right now. But, um, you know, so it, just, again, keep those things in mind. We're, we're, we're guides. We are not end-all, be-all. So, all right, let's talk about the metrics. Let's let's talk. All right. All right, so I like I said, I simplified the metric this week. I had not been happy with its performance. When I looked at the guys I was missing on, I was missing on because I was listening to a source that I don't think takes injuries into account properly. So I've ditched that, and I've gone back to uh, the way I used to do things and just reading one or two sites. I went from three sites to read down to two, um, and then I made my projections, and I was happy with my projections. Now, keep in mind, I don't look at salaries until I put projections in. Uh, So that's why the metric is important is because the metric tells me, well, based on the number you're putting in here, that tells me who value is. So unfortunately, that's usually where I have arguments with the metric. (laughs) Um, And the metric this week says there are three quarterbacks that it really likes that are all under 6,000. It really likes Daniel Jones because he's only 5,200. It really likes... just made a face. Yep. Sidge hates (laughs) Daniel Jones. Hates hates him. Uh, uh, Derek Carr because he's only 5,400. And Carson Wentz because he's only 5,900. I mean, think about that. Carson Wentz gets 18 points. He's at value. 
So yeah, you're gonna give up the you're gonna give up the Kyler Murrays of the world who are gonna go out there and score you 25, 30 points. You're gonna pass on that. You're gonna pass on Josh Allen, but that's gonna allow you to use somebody bigger. So so I have Josh Allen pegged for 24 points. I've got Carson Wentz for around 20. But there's a huge difference in their salaries. You're telling me I can't make up four points with a sixteen hundred dollars between their two salaries somewhere else? I think you would, I can. You would assume you could. I think I can. Sixteen hundred dollars can be the difference between. Hold on, I'm going to it. I'm gonna sixteen hundred dollars. So Dalvin Cook is eighty nine hundred. Let me find somebody who's around seventy three hundred. The difference between Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones, or Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. I'm sorry, I'm Derrick Henry for five points fewer than Dalvin Cook. So by giving up three points at quarterback and going with Carson Wentz instead of Josh Allen, I can make up five points at running back. That's I, I can I can live with that. I can live with that, or I can save somewhere else too. So, so that so there's there's my take on that. Um, all right, so so quarterbacks. So I I the three that the metric really likes this week are all super cheap. Um, that Denver uh, Vegas game is one of the games that has a high over under. The Giant Philly game really doesn't, but both those teams are miserable. I'm also going to look up really quickly while you're giving me your take. I want to see what uh, David Daniel Jones's numbers are actually like this year. So who do you like it at? Uh, quarterback this week so this week because they're playing in vegas i do like Derek carr versus <clears throat> versus denver if they're playing in denver nah not not so much yeah. carson wentz like you said is cheap he's playing the giants i still just feel like the eagles the nfc east is a mess oh it's terrible like this game could could be like 27 of you know 24 or it could yeah. be like nine to six yep like it's just it's just bad. All right, so in Daniel... if I had to like pay up for somebody, I think an L Cinch isn't gonna like this either. Right. Uh, I do like Jared Goff this week against Seattle. Okay. Because again, Seattle's defense is not super. So and that is one of the higher scoring games this week. I see. I have... know it's like right below the fifty. I have Goff at twenty points, so to me he's the same as Carson Wentz. The only difference is he's six hundred dollars more expensive. But that's just me. I, right. I think I think that's going to be a ground game. So one of the things I really considered, I, I knew there was there was something that clicked in my brain when I came up with that number. So mm-hmm. Daniel Jones has been exceptionally average slash underwhelming. Let's go backwards his last five games. Ready? Fantasy points according to CBS. Yeah. 14, 18, 22, 14, 11. There's that 22 sitting there. You know who that 22 is against? Philadelphia. Ooh. Duh, of course. <laughs> he put up 22 points against Philadelphia. Two touchdowns, one pick, 187 yards passing. He had rushing yards, too. He Oh, he rushed for 92 yards that game. Rushed no, for 90 that's yards. right. Wait, wait, was that the game he fell over? Probably. No. That was October 22nd. I'm looking at the game log right now. So so there when you he, go. When he almost scored a touchdown and fell. <laughs> I think probably, yeah. That sounds about right. He did not have a rushing touchdown. So so I, I, think, I think there's some... There is a little bit of, of – it's a risk. But if I can take that risk, I probably will. And this is going to, again, make sense cringe. I'm probably going to use Daniel Jones in a couple places this week. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. So, all right. So, so there, there's no, – I mean, in terms of, like, staring you in the face value, there's not really a ton. We've got – I've got 15 quarterbacks slated for 3X, included Jerry Goff. So, there's really – unless you use somebody, like, really reach – or you really want to go super chalk, like Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, I don't think are going to get you to 3X this week. Aaron Rodgers might, 
depending on how well how competitive Jacksonville is, and that is a high over under, but I don't think Jacksonville is going to be as competitive. I think it's going to be one sided. You're going to see a lot of running in that game. So all right, yeah, especially back. if they go up, if <clears throat> if Green Bay goes up by a lot. Yeah, if that game is twenty eight like seven at halftime, forget it. They're going to run the ball down their throats. Just going to run the ball, and they may not. And, they, and Aaron Jones probably will sell out the fourth quarter. It'll be uh, it'll be Jamal Williams. So, all right. So running backs. So going along the same line of apparently there is a major Philly bias. The metric loves, and and, and well, I shouldn't say loves. The metric says the highest value on the board is Wayne Gallman because he's only forty five hundred. I am going to pass on Wayne Gallman. It then says, well, what about Miles Sanders at sixty four hundred? I might think about Miles Sanders, but he's been banged up a little bit. It just makes me a little nervous. The third name down, though, intrigues me, and that's Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, Washington at Detroit. I, I, I don't have the Detroit defensive numbers in front of me right now, but Detroit has not been good defensively. Antonio Gibson at 5600 is a really nice play and allows me to save enough money to maybe pair a Dalvin Cook. So if I can use Antonio Gibson and a Daniel Jones and it allows me to afford Dalvin Cook and maybe like, I don't know, I'm uh, just looking at the board right now, maybe like an Aaron Jones or a James Conner, I'll take it. I'll take it. So who do you like this week at running back? Uh, this week I do like Antonio Gibson because he is he's cheap. He's not Dwayne Gallman Jr. cheap. He's uh, he's, but, old, he's he's $1,100 more, yes. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift, you know he's has shown a, he's shown a lot of flashes of just no of what he can be and why they drafted him. Right, and he is playing Washington, so you know he is fifty one hundred, so you can take a chance on him. But you know what? If I'm gonna take a chance that low, I'm probably looking at mm-hmm. Duke Johnson because he's only five thousand. I'm uh, I think and I think Duke Johnson is gonna outpoint DeAndre Swift this week. I do. Unless David Johnson miraculously no, gets out of the concussion protocol tomorrow, <laughs> I think Duke Johnson's going to end up starting, and I think Cleveland is going to struggle against him. And it just in general, I think that's going to end up being a shootout game, that Houston-Cleveland game. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's going to be a game where mm-hmm. um, Duke Johnson's going to shine. So if I have to choose between DeAndre Swift and Duke Johnson, I'm going to take Duke Johnson. But, yes, if I'm wrong, I'm not shocked. If you said to me, well, DeAndre Swift is going to outscore him by, like, 10 points, I wouldn't be shocked because he has shown flashes. Yeah, he has. Really has. You know, and I think if – I think the second half of the year, if Baltimore's offensive coordinator tries to help Lamar, I think they're going to hand the ball to J.K. Dobbins more. Yeah. So I feel like the next few weeks – J.K. Dobbins' salary is going to skyrocket compared to what it is now. He's 5,200 right now. There's just a lot of mouths to feed in that backfield. And like I said, I don't feel like Lamar has as much trust in the guys around him as other people think he does. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm kind of shying away from him. You want to talk about the overinflated guy of the week? Chase Edmonds is 6,300. Really? Stay away from Chase Edmonds. First off, Kenyon Drake hasn't been ruled out yet. He, he hasn't practiced, but he also hasn't been ruled out. He could hit the practice field tomorrow, which would be Thursday, which is right around the time you're hearing this, and be the starter on Saturday, on Sunday, rather. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't, and it's a 4 o'clock start. I mean, anything could happen. If he practices at all tomorrow, there's a chance he plays. Chase Edmonds at 6,300 is way too high. You know who I like as a sneaky play? And it's not sneaky ownership-wise. It's sneaky in that he's cheap, and I don't think anybody's paying attention to it. Is Zach Moss at 5,200. I, yeah. If 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 Arizona is as porous as they were last week, 
who did Arizona play last week and got their butts handed to them defensively? Was it Seattle? Uh, I got to go back and look God, again. I, why can't <clears throat> I remember what happened seven days ago? <laughs> it's like not even seven days. I mean, this is this is bad, man. Getting old is rough. <laughs> and now my computer's not going to respond. So, all right, screw it. But they, they, they were terrible last week defensively. Terrible. That's why they lost. It's honest to God why they lost. So, hold on. You know what? Pull up Kyler Murray. Oh, they played um, – they played the Dolphins. They played the Dolphins, and Miles Gaskin was hurt, right? Uh, yes, I would think so. So who was the running back down there when Gaskins is dead? Uh, Balazs? No. It was Kalen Balazs, I think, because he was his salary was way up. Oops, I just bumped the mic. It might have been Kalen. I'm looking up Kalen Balazs' numbers right now. Yep, there it is. Oh, when did I pick up Kalen Balazs in our league? Uh, last week. Apparently. Apparently I picked him up. He must have had a good week because I picked him up. Uh, game log. Coming up. Uh, no, last week they played Vegas. Miami played was Vegas it? last week. Oh, my computer's stupid. Your, your computer Show me the wrong is, schedule. Is, is, is operating in the past. Hold on. I'm just going to go straight it is. to Kyler Murray's page. <laughs> And see who they played because I don't. I just. I'm just blanking on it. I just remember looking at it and go, oh "My God, no! It was not. It was Week Nine, Miami. Caitlin Blodge isn't in Miami anymore. God, that's yeah. right. All right. Yeah, I, you I, know what? This year, it's so, like this year is so stupid that it it doesn't matter. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. I'm, I'm pulling it up now because, and I apologize, guys. I. I am really not feeling great, but I was like, I am not missing an episode tonight. I'm not. There it is. Uh, they played. They played. All right, there's the game. Give me the box score. Rushing. Okay, it really wasn't. No, there wasn't a strong rushing game. It really wasn't. It was all Tua. I hadn't looked at this box score yet. Someone named Salvan Ahmed led them in rushing. Jordan Howard, 10 carries, 19 yards. Can't, can't even get two yards to carry anymore. My God. All right. How did, how did Miami score 34 points? They had nobody over 100 yards at all, except for Tua, and that doesn't count. Tua, <laughs> Tua only had 248 for two. Did their defense go nuts? Kyler threw no picks. Yeah. Uh, kick returns, punt returns. I don't see any. I don't see any major turnovers. Anyway, all right. Let's move on. Um, but yeah. So. What was my point here? <laughs> I, I am just so tired. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Um, oh, we were looking at the metric. Uh, I was talking about Chase Edmonds. Okay, yeah, Chase Edmonds is inflated. Yeah, there's no question. All right, moving on. Let's talk about some wide receivers. And I'll issue all apologies later. So, talked about saving money this week, right? Well, here's one of the places I might want to spend up. Because even though Devontae Adams is $9,000, we have learned that he is the only person that Aaron Rodgers will throw to. They will put an entire nickel package on Devontae Adams, and he will still try to find a way to get him the ball. Marquez Valdez scanning yes. is standing on the other side with a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> waving. <laughs> waving with his free hand, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers will still try to throw to Devontae Adams. And, and it's funny, I did catch a few minutes of that game last week. And I saw uh, Scanley make a, a nice catch. And then, like, four plays later, he was wide open, and the ball hit him in the hands, and he turned up field too quickly, and he dropped it. 
and they centered it on Aaron Rodgers, and the death look made me feel sick. Aaron Rodgers shot him a death look like, that's why you don't get the ball more. And and had no problem making sure everyone saw it. It wasn't like a passing kind of like, oh, man, and turned away. It was a good solid three-second stare down. So, so Devontae Adams, even though he's expensive, is very highly usable. Um, Anthony Miller's been getting some targets. Jacoby Myers is high on my list. I'm definitely looking at Devontae Adams. I might go Anthony Miller. Um, I, I, I mean, if I, I would not mind spending down so I can spend up here. Allen Robinson has just been reliable. They have no quarterback there, and he's still scoring fantasy points. So if I have to save up so, save up so I can use Adams and Robinson, it's not a bad trade-off. Um, like I said, Jacoby Myers is high on my list. Funny story really quick. Monday night, I was having a, a drink and a snack with uh, our contributor friend, Sean, and discussing uh, podcast plans. And I said to him, did you put in a challenge lineup? Because we do a Monday night challenge here with our broadcasters. And he was like, no, man, no. And he looks at the New England, New Jersey, or New Jersey, New York Jets um, rosters. He's like, man, this is bad. He goes, I don't even know who to put in the captain spot. Uh, Jacoby Myers? I'm like, you can't <laughs> captain Jacoby Myers. What's wrong with you? Jacoby Myers had a good game. He had like six catches for 89 or something like that. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Every time. He always sees that one guy. So It's okay. I won that anyway. You did. You did. I think he finished. He still finished fourth because his lineup was that bad. I captained Cam <laughs> just to finish third. So... <laughs> All right, so who do you like? I, I'm going to pay up at wideout this this week, I think. I'm probably yeah, going to pay up. I think you have to. I think you have to go with Devontae Adams playing Jacksonville. There's no reason why he shouldn't score 27 to 37 points against Jacksonville. Yeah, I've got him slated for 28 points. At, 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 9K, that, at 9K, that's still bonus. The only thing is I might not use him if the ownership is super high. Like, that doesn't really yeah. matter too much in cash games, but... If your ownership is high on a guy, you're just not going to make up points if you're behind. And that's why I think I've been losing so much is because other people get ahead. And I look up, and the one guy I've got left, he's he's in 75% of lineups. I'm like, I'm not catching up now. So Yeah, exactly. So pay up at whiteout is my advice this week. Pay up at whiteout. Don't be afraid to spend exactly. money. Exactly. The, the rest, I mean, you know, Devontae Parker's 5,000, but I don't know how his relationship with two is going. So maybe. He was the leading receiver you know, with 68 yards last week. And I only know that because I just had it on the screen. <laughs> is he a safer play? Um, he's a safer play than Deontay Johnson at 5,200, but I don't think he's as good of a play as Curtis Samuel at 4,900. Curtis yeah, Samuel exactly. starting to get looks. I know Robbie, I know Robbie, Robbie Anderson is the, the main attraction there, but he's starting to get looks. I can't believe Terry McLaurin is up to 6,800. Because it's only, it's him and Gibson. It's it. That's it. They are they are their offense. And Alex Smith, Alex Smith throws the kind of passes that Terry McLaurin pit, uh, catches. Twelve and, yards downfield across the middle. Fulgram's up to sixty four already, and he's only been playing for like three weeks. Yeah. So all right, we gotta move on. I'm I'm dragging us today. Uh, tight end. My tight end list is really short this week because no one is really in great shape. T.J. Hawkinson is the, probably the guy I'm going to use the most share of because even though he's fifty one hundred, which I think puts him like number two or three on the price list. Um, he's high. I mean, you could also use Logan Thomas a little bit, um, but I, I'm probably going to focus on Hawkinson. I've got him slated for 13 points. I have no clear value play at tight end this week, none, because they're just all of them are so close to their salary numbers. They're all at around 2x. Is there anybody at tight end yeah. that sticks out to you? 
I mean, maybe just just because of the games they're in, like Evan Ingram, he's forty five hundred mm-hmm. playing Philly, and then you know Hunter Henry is forty one hundred against yep. Miami. And I know Miami had a big defensive game last week, but I'm still iffy on Miami in general. So as well, you should be. So, um, all right, just defenses. There's no value play at defense. All of the guys, just, just pick one. <laughs> all of the guys who are playing team are, are play. All the bad defenses are playing other bad defenses with decent offenses. Philly at the Giants, I can't touch either one of those guys. San Francisco, New Orleans, can't touch them. Denver, Las Vegas, can't touch them. Jacksonville, Green Bay, can't touch them. Buffalo, Arizona, can't touch them. Tampa Bay, Carolina, maybe, but I got to pay up for the Bucks, and I'm not really interested in doing that. Cincy, Pittsburgh, can't touch it. Baltimore, New England, no. I, I can I use the I can. <laughs> I can use the Baltimore defense, but it's thirty nine hundred, and I don't. I'm not going to have that much money at this point. I need a, a defense under three k. The Rams I at twenty two hundred? No. You know, I think you'd have to go. I would guess at least the Saints, maybe. That's your best bet. I mean, San Francisco's really banged is. up, but they're three thousand again. I'm trying. I got to save money here. Where the hell is the 49ers? No, that's New Orleans. That's not who I'm looking for. Who's the? Who am I looking for? I'm looking for the Texans. Where's the Texans? They're playing the Browns. Exactly. They're they not, are twenty four hundred. Twenty four hundred. Oh, yeah, freaking Baker Mayfield. Just, <laughs> it's still a little pricey. It's it's so pricey for somebody who's going up again. Baker Mayfield either goes out there and throws three picks or three touchdowns. One is going to save me. One's going to kill me. I don't know which one is going to be which. <laughs> I can't use the Cardinals again. Buffalo is going to shred the Cardinals. I can't use I can't use the Chargers. We don't know what to make of Tua yet. I can't use the Miami defense because it's the Chargers. That's, a, that's an intriguing game, by the way. Ten second side effect before side note before we get to final. Chargers at Miami is should be absolutely billed as the meeting of the two best quarterbacks that could to come out this year, shouldn't it? I don't know because Joe Burrow's not playing. Oh, that's so. right, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe, you know two what? Over the three top quarterbacks. You know what it is. Burrow Burrow has played so well the last two or three. I can't help but feel if Joe Burrow had had a full preseason, he'd be looking really solid right now. Like really yeah, solid, because quick other quick side note, like so the Bengals actually traded a player, right? Yeah, they if you look at their numbers, like Joe Burrow is doing insane things for a rookie quarterback with no preseason. Yeah, and they just signed um, Tack. What's, what's his, his name, name that was mad in Atlanta? Tack. Tack. Tack something. I just remember because yeah. his first name sounds like he's from Star Wars. Yes, it does. Yeah. But like, you know, I in our podcaster group, I'm like being a, a lifelong Bengals fan, like I don't know what's happening. Tack McKinley, that's it. Yes, that's him. Tack like, McKinley. For me, like I don't I have no idea what's going on. No clue. Like the Bengals are rated offensively really friggin' high if you don't like don't look at their record. Right. But just look at their offensive stats. It's ridiculous. And I I don't know how to comprehend it. <laughs> Craig doesn't know how to feel. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> All right, the lowest over-under of the week, I'm just looking really quick to try and pick a defense, appears to be Patriots-Ravens at 43.5. So Baltimore might be my my go-to. So, All right, we're out of time. Let's go to final thoughts. What do you got for me this week? Final thoughts, I'm going to say hi, Deb. Yes, hi, Deb. Because I wasn't here last week. And I'm just going to repeat what we said before, you know, and we I say this all the time, and I still know I go against it sometimes, is just go at your first instinct unless you know someone gets hurt or found out they got covid and they can't play 
leave your lineup alone. Yep. Don't 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 try to outthink yourself if you're already good at this. And if you're not already good at this, listen to everybody you can and decide who you want to listen to. It's funny, Cinch has recently started playing a little bit more DFS. And mm-hmm. he'll look at the metric and he'll listen to our podcast. And if we recommend nine guys, he might use one or two of them. Might. And he's winning. He's winning because he's not yeah. overthinking it. He's like, I can't use that guy. <laughs> and he uses somebody else. And he's like, oh, really? Hmm, I could use that guy, huh? Okay. It's mm-hmm. working. It's working. All right, my final thought is just we are now more than a week past the election. Um, I have had already this week two really bad interactions on social media. Craig will tell you that he begs me to just burn all of my devices. Um, I do. On a regular basis because social media <laughs> has become such just a sludge fest of all sorts of badness. Uh, I've had two interactions um, in the last week where it's just gone really south because there are people who aren't happy with the outcome of the election. Just remember, guys, be nice to each other and, and don't don't post bullshit. Just, just, just be smart about what you're writing. The fight today started because some guy told me the problem with Democrats is that they post all these insults instead of facts. And I'm like, dude, you told me to go suck a dick a week ago. Like your words. I never said that. Here's a clip of the screenshot. <laughs> and so what does he resp- think? What's that? <laughs> no, say so people think things on the internet just go they away. Poop. One does not simply remove something from the internet. <laughs> And it's not like he deleted it. I just went back to the post and went, here's a screenshot. And then his response was, I can't remember what he told me to go do to myself, but it was definitely not polite. <laughs> but I'm like, and I said to him, it's like, your entire point of this post is that people are too rude on social media. And you just, you, I, I was like, oh my God, be nice to each other, people. Be nice. The only people you don't have to be nice to, well, you can't even say that anymore. I used to be able to say you don't have to be nice to Philadelphia Eagle fans, but if you're if you're pleased with the outcome of the election, you have to be pleased with Philadelphia right now. You have to forgive yeah, them for to, throwing you have to things get them at Santa. Something nice. That's yes. You know what? I will. I'm. You know. There's, here's what I'll do. I'm going to put on a Santa suit and I'm going to go to Philadelphia and I'm going to let people throw things at me. <laughs> that's that. That's the least I can do to say thank you for actually handling this election with a little dignity in class. But guys, just remember, it doesn't make a difference where you where you are politically. If you're in the United States, at the end of the day, we're all trying to live the best life we can. And if my candidate is better than yours or vice versa, as long as the guy is not going to get us all killed, it, be nice to each other. That's that's my advice this week. My final thought is just, God damn it, be nice to each other, you dumbasses. There. And leave us a there review. We haven't had a review in, like, weeks. I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. I, I mean, we, 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 had, we had a nice stream of them. We had the guy who – it's been over a year since the guy who just left the one word of you. Um, you know, leave us a review yeah, wherever you listen what. to us. Apple Podcasts, uh, I think we're still on Spotify, but Spotify is making changes to the way it does podcasts. We may not be on there very yeah, long. Yeah, that's a whole other That's That's outside course. of our control. That's outside of our control. If, pod, <laughs> if, if Spotify wants to drive a dump truck full of money up to my door and pay us to do this specifically on Spotify, we will do it, but they have not made that move. So, um, still waiting. <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting. Pick up the phone, Spotify. Pick up the phone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, listen, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. Please reach out to us. I am checking the Twitter page again now that the election is over, but I'm not living on Twitter. Trust me. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are reachable via email at Fignuts at gmail.com. Reach out to us with your questions, comments, feedback. We're always looking to hear it. Um, so that's about it. We will be back next week. We are halfway through the season, folks. 
week 10 is really the halfway point of the season because if you think about the playoffs in terms of DFS, we are about halfway through after this week. So uh, it's been a long slog. It's already been a long (laughs) slog. I'm already tired. So, all right, until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. (laughs) 